Word, 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 word. What's up, y'all? It's uh, it's B, and it's only B for this episode. I mean, unless Graham wants to add something to this on his own. Uh, but yeah, our schedules didn't allow us to both record this week. You know, uh, Graham's a busy cat, and uh, you know, I'm also busy. You know, but he's got you know, his schedule is much more cattywampus than mine. So he asked me if uh, if I could record something, and I said I'll give it the, you know good old college try. Uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not used to <laughs> just talking to myself. So I don't know how this is going to end up. It might just be like some stream of consciousness bullshit, but I don't know. I, I told Graham I'd do it, so I'm doing it. And, you know, we're close to episode 100. So we got to get these episodes out, you know, so not to say that this is going to be, you know, just filler content, you know, hopefully I got something entertaining to talk about and say, I'm not sure exactly what. I uh, wanted to put some notes together, but I had a pretty busy day. And I'm not feeling all that well, which seems to be, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, I haven't, I've been getting sick quite a lot lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the weather or what, but I uh, was in San Antonio this past weekend for work. Uh, attended the Royal Rumble. We had a press event there. Um, it was good, I think. I uh, I get asked to do these, these press events in... You know, people say that I do a good job with them, but I am always feeling nervous the day of, especially the day before, and then days after where I'm like, oh, man, I hope I didn't say anything stupid or say something I wasn't supposed to. So uh, we shall see. But the last day, because I, I flew in Friday, got into San Antonio at around 3 Wanted to get it early, just so I have time. You know, I had time to chill and relax before the morning on Saturday. And uh, I did. You know, I got to the hotel. The hotel was really nice. The room was dope as fuck. Uh, hard, hardwood floors, spacious. I dug it. And, and the hotel was uh, kind of the way it was built. I mean, it was kind of because it was attached to a mall. And it's in the Riverwalk area. So it was I, like, as soon as you leave out of the hotel, like you're at the Riverwalk. So that was kind of cool. But uh, the, my hotel room was so nice. I really just wanted to, you know, just chill in there. Um, but yeah, but yeah, long story short of it, uh, did the event Saturday. And the depressive event was in the morning. Lasted, I think, four or five hours. And then went back to the hotel, kind of we had a chance to regroup, chill for a bit. And then it was off to the show, the Royal Rumble event at the Alamodome. And, you know, we saw it in a in a suite. And this isn't no humble brag or nothing like that. Uh, but we saw it in a suite. It was a good show. I mean, obviously, these 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 events are long. And it, it was crazy because I was so tired because I didn't sleep all that well the night before. Again, because of my nerves. And the 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 show opened up or it started off with the men's Royal Rumble. Which actually was really good. Uh, I entertained it, or I enjoyed it a lot. It was cool seeing Gunther go as long as he did, and you know, Cody, Cody Rhodes, the uh, the front runner, ended up winning, which was fine. Kind of wish he wouldn't have come in number thirty, but you know, whatever. But still, look, it was it was a good match, and I don't know how long it went. It, it had to have been over an hour, 
And by the end of that, of the first match, the first rumble, because there's two of them, I was already looking around like, God damn, I think I'm ready to go. I'm tired. <laughs> but that was just the start of the of the night. So, uh, yeah, I think it ended up being like four hours in total. And then, you know, of course, everybody leaves the arena and it was cold, a little overcast, started getting the sniffles. And then I woke up Sunday just feeling kind of all types of not good. Plus my voice, I lost it from all the speaking that I did you know, that morning in the press event and then hooting and hollering during the show. Yeah, I'm that cat that hoops and hollers at, re at, re at wrestling shows. So I woke up Sunday just feeling terrible. And uh, I feel, I'm feeling better now, but I don't know. It's one of those things. Uh, but it was good. It's always nice to get away, you know, get out of Culver City, get out of my bedroom, my... uh my my headquarters, as it were, and uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, what else? What else can I talk to you fine folks about? Well, actually, I just want to give a shout out to Graham. Um, you know, he's mentioned his uh, boring gear reviews YouTube show uh, that he has on YouTube, and uh, you know, I'm subscribed to it. I hope you guys are too, even if you're not a uh, musical gearhead like Graham is. I mean, I certain I certainly am not. But uh, I found his episodes very enjoyable. And I, I came across, I think it was Monday, because I go to YouTube all the time. And I saw one of his videos from like a month ago had generated like a, you know, a thousand views, which is not for nothing. So Graham, kudos, you're kicking ass. I'm proud of you. Um, Graham's even told me that he's had uh, companies send him their uh, gears i guess whatever the fuck you call it their equipment their gimmicks or devices for him to uh to test and to review on his show so he's doing big things over there with uh boring gear review so y'all should definitely check that out and uh support your boy support my boy support everybody's boy everybody loves graham except for his ex-wife probably but that's either here nor there um yeah, wow, this is so weird. I'm not used to just doing something like this on my own. I feel like a crazy person. I'm like just speaking to the ether. Man, I have a lot of respect for people who, who podcast and, and, and do this, you know, solo on their own. It's definitely not easy. Um, what else is going on in the life of B-Will? Uh, well, Thursday you know, kind of sticking to work a little bit more. So those interviews that I did this past Saturday, all that stuff. And I wasn't the only one doing interviews. I don't want you to think like I'm like holding it down for the whole team. It's, you know, it was, it was me and several coworkers that were there at the event, talking to the press, hyping up the new game. Um, but that content, the embargo lifts uh, tomorrow. So there you go. It's like, I'm, I'm never not nervous. So um, I hope that I did better in those interviews than I than I think I did, and the information comes out okay, and it gets people excited about the new game. But it's one more thing that I've got to have you know get butterflies about, which I just don't like that feeling. I mean, unless you know I, I get some some feedback or I hear stuff that hey, B, you did a good job. I mean. Who doesn't love a good attaboy? I mean, I certainly do. 
with my crappy ass self confidence. I I kind of I kind of need to hear that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I'm so fucking pitiful. It's like I'm 43 years old, but there's so much of me inside that still feels like that geeky, insecure, you know, kid that I was, you know, from the age of like, I don't know, like nine to 18, you know, I need to, I need to speak to somebody. I watch all these YouTube shows and there's all these podcasts and I keep seeing this uh, better help uh, company and I keep telling myself, I should, I should sign up for that. I need to talk to somebody, you know. Get my confidence up, get my, you know, boost, boost myself up. You know, maybe I'll invest in that at some point. Uh, but I ain't trying to bum nobody out. I'm good. I'm healthy-ish. And, uh, and I'm good. I got good friends. Some of whom are, or I think you know, only my friends are probably listening to this show, which, you know, me and Graham both appreciate. Um, which actually leads me to a friend. Um, you know, Jesse, Jesse Carter of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. I think I mentioned this on the last episode where he had listened to me and Graham's uh, episode where we discussed the first episode of The Last of Us and how, you know, I thought it was good, but I'm like, ah, I'm not sure if I'll stick around uh, for every episode. Uh, but Jesse, fear not. Uh, after having seen episodes two and three, I am definitely on board for the long haul for as long as the show goes, unless something catastrophic happens and the, and the quality dips. But I don't see that happening at all with this show. Um, yeah, that episode two was was very well done. Um, I'm not going to do like a play by play of everything that happened, but I did hear a lot of talk, and I read a lot of talk after the fact on like Twitter and some other you know sites that I follow about the zombie kiss at the end so for those who didn't see it um so joel he's the lead uh pedro pascal's character him and the girl ellie that he's uh transporting to someplace you know they're out they're outside the quarantine zone they're out in the world now and episode two ends with joel's girl and i forget her name i feel bad that i don't have the character's name but she basically sacrifices herself to give ellie and joel time to escape because they're being attacked by like this horde of like woken up fungi zombies and they're in this like hotel or whatever and so i think she gets injured or whatever and she was like look you guys just go i'll take care of this oncoming horde and uh so they they break off you know ellie and joel they run away and so she's there and she but and what she's gonna do is that she basically just she's got some grenades and uh or no no it was i think it was uh canisters of gas like she has spilt them all out on the floor so this horror breaks through the hotel and they're all just like running trying to find anything that's breathing uh and one of the zombies notices her and kind of stops and he kind of looks at her and then he doesn't run he just kind of slowly approaches her and of course you know she's terrified and everything uh but no she you know she's about to you know, blow the whole fucking place up. And the zombie approaches, gets real close and doesn't violently attack her. He leans in for a kiss. And like you see the fun guy in his mouth, which is gross. I that's I will say one thing about the show. 
I mean, I was never the biggest fan of mushrooms. I mean, they're fine. Like, I don't, if they're in my food, I'm not going to take them out. I mean, if I'll, yeah, it's, it's whatever. But after having watched, after having watched the show, I'm having a second, I'm thinking, I'm thinking differently about mushrooms in general. But, uh, but so yeah, this, this zombie ghost and he approaches, what was her name with the test? Shit. I, something with a T. But he approaches her and he proceeds to kiss her with his this fungi tendrils coming out of his mouth. And she's frantically trying to light a lighter to drop so that it can, you know, uh, cause this huge explosion with the gas and all that kind of stuff. And I saw a lot of people kind of mocking this in, you know, in Twitter and like, again, like some websites that I follow, either mocking it or just not understanding like what 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 was the point of that what was that and even Graham and i went back and forth uh via text messages where and i don't know maybe i'm just and Graham did accuse me of this but the way i read it was that this zombie knew her or recognized her which is why he didn't rush her he kind of took his time and he approached her like it, it felt to me like there like there was some like there was some recognition on his part where it was like oh yes i'm this fun guy zombie monster but there was still a piece or a part of him that recognized her and it seemed that there was a connection there from uh, you know years years past because they've established that joel and her would frequently dip out of the quarantine zone to go foraging in the the wasteland or whatever the fuck they call i mean just the world and so that's kind of how I read it and took it. And I was surprised to see a lot of people not have the same reaction to it. And uh, I don't, Graham didn't either. Like he, he just thought I was being kind of sentimental and overly sappy, which I'm definitely known to be most times, but I don't know. That was my take on it. I, I thought it was actually kind of, I thought it was sad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was my take. Curious to see what you guys thought about that, especially you, Jesse, I, like, did you, were you, were you like Graham thinking that was just like a random type of thing or what? Cause I mean, the showrunners of this show are really good. I mean, if you don't know, they're the ones, I don't even know their names, but I, I do know that they are the ones responsible for that Chernobyl show that was on HBO max, which was fucking fantastic. Um, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Uh, definitely not an easy watch. It's, uh, I mean, one, it's based on real events and it's pretty gnarly, but just so well done. And so just based off of that, like, I don't think these, you know, writers, you know, directors, the creators on the show on The Last of Us would have just put that in for, I don't know, like a kink or it's something that they thought would be, I don't know. I think they put more thought and, and sentiment into that moment. But I could be wrong, you know. Like I said, you know, I am very, I am overly sentimental and emotional. I carry uh, my, I have my, my feelings on my sleeves or my shoulders or whatever that expression is at all times. So it could definitely just be how I saw it. But what else? I did see episode three of The Last of Us 2, and uh, it was really good. Really, really good. And I think, the, uh, having seen episode three, that was when I really was just like, okay, I'm I'm kind of all in on the show now. It was just such a beautiful episode. Um, and it didn't really center around our main protagonist, 
and Joel and Ellie. I mean, they're in it, of course, but it was mostly like a, it was mostly, it was an episode about this other character, Bill, um, who was like this doomsday prepper. And you kind of see how as soon as shit starts to hit the fan and the world starts to go, you know, upside down, like this guy, Bill, it's like, okay, I'm prepared for this. He essentially, he lives in, the, in this neighborhood, you know, not a big neighborhood, but, you know, this street with, you know, maybe like four or five homes on it. And you kind of get the sense that everybody, all of his neighbors had dipped out as they were, you know, supposed to based on, I guess, you know, the government, they were telling everybody to evacuate, whatever. But he was like, no, nah, I ain't going nowhere. I'm, I'm posting up. I'm not leaving my house. And so you just see him alone on this street and he fortifies it. You know, he goes to the Home Depot and he's getting all these supplies and everything. And he's, he builds this giant fence around his, his area, his, his, his street to protect him from the fungal assholes, you know, that are out there, you know, cruising the land and all that. And he's setting traps and he's got cameras. I mean, you're typical like doomsday prepper type type dude. And uh, he stumbles upon, like he, he finds out that some, some, something or somebody is in one of his traps. So he gets out of the house. He got his, his gun, of course, like a rifle. And he goes to investigate, come to find out it's another uh, person a human being not infected because because bill tests him to make sure that he's okay and you know he, the guy is you know basically to say hey man you know i have started out with a party i'm the only one left i just would really like you know some food if you got or something so you know bill is hesitant but he takes him in um into his house cooks him a dinner uh, i think the guy takes a shower because again because bill he's he's on his P's and Q's with this. Like he's got, he still has running water, running hot water. You know, he's got, you know, food and resources and booze. Like there's a scene of him where he kind of just takes, goes to the liquor store. He's like, he's stocked out all this, you know, wine and, and all this stuff. So in terms of like the world being what it is in the world of the last of us, like he's living pretty, pretty good in his, in Bill's area, Bill's hood. And he befriends this guy. And uh, and so you see them over the years, like they, they do flashbacks where it's like 2003, like right at the start. And then it's, you know, uh, Bill kind of tells the guy, look, you can stay a night, but then that's it. You got to be underway. But, you know, you can you can quickly see that a bond has formed and then they do another jump. I forget how many years, maybe three or four years later. And they're a couple now. And. It's established that during as they're together they meet uh joel and test again i really man see this i really should have took notes i I'm, i apologize but but they but they kind of establish a friendship over the two-way radio um not bill bill doesn't but his his man does with tess or joel's girl and so they come over almost like for a uh a first type of uh meet you in real life type of situation, like a double date. And it's, and it was, it's really, it's a really nice thing because uh, Bill and Joel are, are the two spouses who were not happy about this. Cause they're, they're both wary about the other and their mates are just getting along, you know, like they've known each other for a long time, which they have over the radio. It's the first time meeting, 
but it's a nice scene and it just establishes uh and ties in to how you know you know joel's relationship with bill and vice versa and all that so you know it's yeah i'm, I'm rambling but it was but the whole episode was just about the relationship between bill and uh his the man that he saves you know and that becomes his his partner his his boyfriend his his lover you know and it's it was just very sweet and it was sad and it was heartbreaking but beautiful all at the same time and uh yeah man it it really it really blew me away you know the performances and everything the guy who plays bill is uh, nick offerman if you guys have ever seen parks and rec um he was in that show he was uh leslie knows uh boss um the guy that was almost like a, a comedic version of of uh of bill i could totally see uh the character he played in parks and rec you know being you know turning into this if the zombie apocalypse would have happened in parks and rec and uh yeah nick offerman did a great job i mean the acting in the show across the board is just stellar in my opinion so really good and uh i am definitely definitely on board for the rest of this show for however many episodes that it lasts uh or seasons if they keep this quality up it's it's uh it's first rate tv you know, I mean, it's HBO Max, right? Like they they rarely miss when it comes to shit like this. I mean, their track record is is above is is above reproach, as they say. Uh, so yeah, I like yeah. I, I'm I'm sure we'll probably talk about it more, or or again uh, the next time Graham and I do a show together. But and I, and at that point in time, we'll probably I, not that I want to debate him about the zombie kiss, but I would like to talk to him and you know on the show about it because i do think that i'm right about that 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 zombie knew her from somewhere there was still an inkling of humanity in that zombie that fungus zombie uh but yeah what else is going on i uh i started watching i hadn't hadn't finished it yet but there's this new movie on netflix um uh you people with eddie murphy and jonah hill it's like, you know, guess who's coming to dinner? It's that type of vibe. You know, Jonah Hill, he dates this this black uh, woman. Um, they form a relationship. Uh, he proposes. She says yes. And then it's, and he's Jewish. And so it's, it's all about the friction that arises once the families, their individual families are involved. And, you know, the conflicts that arise are through that. Because like Eddie Murphy's character, her dad, he's like a nation of Islam uh muslim and you know jonah's parents you know they're jewish julie louis dreyfus from seinfeld who's oh i I just i love that woman she's she's dope she can still get it i love her uh she she plays jonah hill's mom and i've only seen like how many i think i'm like 30 minutes in where am i at yeah i'm about i'm like 35 minutes in and so far because i've heard mixed things about it uh reviews that i've read and seen on youtube but so far, I think so good. But I mean, again, I got a lot of movie left. My opinion could change quickly. But uh, I mean, so far, the chemistry between Jonah Hill and his girlfriend, played by this, I need to know because she's she's really good. Uh, you people cast. 
you know, me and my good, my expert Googling skills. Lauren London plays Amira. Uh, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Hill's character is Ezra. Um, so they're the couple. And uh, yeah, Lauren London, she's really good. Beautiful woman. I That name sounds so familiar. I don't know if I've seen. Let's see. Oh, wait, is she? American actress, known for her roles in films and television shows, including ATL, This Christmas, Medea's Big Happy Family, Baggage Claim, The Game, Games People Play Without Remorse. All right. So I've definitely heard of her before. And it looks like she was with Lil Wayne back in the day. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like the chemistry. Her and uh, Jonah Hill, their chemistry is uh, is good. Like they they come across as as a couple, you know, and a couple that, you know, cares for one another. So I like those two on screen together. Um, so I'm hoping that these negative review, reviews that I've seen for this, you know, I don't feel it and that it continues being as enjoyable as, as it is right now. But again, we shall see. Um, what else? Um, damn. Well, let me just let me just say I'm thankful for anybody. I, I'm especially thankful for anybody who's still listening to this episode right now with just my my black ass is rambling on like a like a crazy man. Uh, but when me and Graham do these shows and for everybody that that does listen, um, I know we, we definitely appreciate it um, a lot. Um, I don't care about the numbers. It's just, you know, whether it's, you know, Brother Conrad, Jesse. Uh, Byron, fun Tucky, if you're out there still listening to us, uh, just appreciate it. And, you know, because for me, I do this, you know, not for the numbers. This is not a numbers game for me. I do this one because my boy Graham is far as fuck for me. Uh, as if you've been listening to the show, you're aware. And so I just like doing this, just you know, just an opportunity for me and one of my best friends to get together and just talk and just catch up about life. <clears throat> oh, wow. Catch up about life. And uh, and just what we're going, what's going on in entertainment, movies, shows, music, you know, penis, facials. Like I've learned so much uh, doing this, doing the show with Graham, you know, and you know, and, and imparting wisdom to any potential, you know, youngins out there that might be listening about the dangers of whipping it out when not asked. You know, these are all things that are, you know, things that everybody should know. You know, it's like. We've experienced this, so you don't have to. That type of thing. And uh, yeah. Um, on an unrelated note, for my wrestling fans that might be listening, uh, man, I'm just all over the fucking place. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, but I was at the gym on Tuesday, and uh, I saw Rhea Ripley. Uh, for those who don't know, Rhea Ripley, she wrestles for WWE. Um, she's she actually won the Royal Rumble uh, that I was at this past uh, Saturday in San Antonio, and uh, so I go to the gym on my lunch break because it's you know it's it's relatively close to to my apartment, and you know I go at a, I go at a time where traffic's not an issue. Not that I mean, I mean I'm, I'm close enough that traffic usually isn't, but uh, but yeah, I got there and I was on the treadmill. And I saw this woman walk in and I just, I just casually said, oh, wow, she kind of looks like Rhea Ripley. And I just kept it moving. Right. Didn't really think much of it. 
But when I finished the treadmill, I started doing, you know, wait, you know, lifting some stuff. And I got another look at this woman because she had because when I first saw her, she had her, she had a hoodie on and a baseball hat kind of worn real low. But when I was, uh, what was I, I think I was doing dips or something and I saw her, she had took off the hoodie and I was like, wow, she even, she even like, she's built like Rhea Ripley. And I'm thinking to myself, is that her? Cause like at my gym that I go, that I work out at Gold's gym, it's in Culver city. Um, it's not far from LAX and I see wrestlers at my gym all the time. Uh, Tessa Blanchard and her husband or I don't know. I think I might have read that her and uh, Daga might be getting a divorce, but they would they were regulars there. I used to see them every day. And like when WWE is in town to do shows, you know, whether at, you know, at Staples or whatever, um, they must stay in the hotels uh, close to that gym because I've been I've been to that gym several times where I've seen, you know, Drew McIntyre, Heath Slater when he was there. I saw Rhino. uh just a whole bunch of cats. So I, uh, sorry. So based off of that, and then again, just looking at this woman, I'm like, no, that is definitely Rhea. She had the gauges in the ears, same tattoos. So that was cool. I, I was gonna, I thought about on the way out, I was gonna just gonna introduce myself and say, Hey, you know, just to let her know that I'm a big fan of your work and congrats on the rumble win. But, um, I like to think that I'm good at reading people's body language and, she, her body language kind of said to me, please leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she seemed like she was trying to do her best to be, uh, inconspicuous. I mean, she had like, she had her baseball hat way down low. So, you know, I've got those good social cues. So I chose not to let her get her, get her sets in. And, you know, I went about the rest of my day, but yeah, just a cool little, little story that I'll drop here towards the end of this episode because i am definitely keeping this one short uh i'm tired i had to do press again this morning super early with international uh press germany and the uk and stuff so again me being the nervous nilly that i am i did not sleep much at all last night and i had a pretty full day today so i am sleeping i want to go get some food in me and chill watch some aew dynamite and i'm gonna call it a night but uh i thank you for if you stuck around this long with me to listen to me ramble and you know babble on and on about you know nothing of any importance i uh i appreciate it and fear not you know graham will be back it'll be the two of us voltron will be reunited on the next episode Hopefully I'm crossing my fingers because yeah, this is, uh, this is strange to do this on my own. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to dip out and, and like I said, I don't know if Graham is going to add anything to this episode. I'm hoping that maybe he, you know, puts, uh, cause he's our producer, right? I'm hoping that maybe he'll put the opening intro ahead of this, ahead of this episode. I'm sure he will. He's a, he's a, he's a pro. Um, and if you're lucky, he will add his own part to this episode where it'll just be Graham and I'm sure it'll be a lot better than this. (laughs) So, uh, so that's going to do it for me. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening and I love you guys, you know, my friends that listen and I even, if there's anybody listening that I don't know, you get that same love. 
All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Peace. Bombcast.